DMVR Broncos Live presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. No assist needed today. Not you even. literally had an assist in the comments. Nope. <laughs> yes, you did. It was the opposite of an assist. And then an assist from Allie helping you with the. You had the double. You had the hockey assist, Zero assist. Ryan. Get out of here. No one said it. No one said it. They said, don't remind me. They were trying to get me. They weren't. That is the. That is the. That's the. I want to really help Ryan out here. Mm, I wasn't getting those vibes. Um, Do you want to explain the delay of game? We. This is actually not a delay of game on the offense. This is a delay of game on the defense when like you're trying to spot the ball and they knock it away Mm. um that was the dnvr nuggets boys they uh they we we were were up to the line just trying to get a snap off i think this happened in arizona state washington this last weekend washington (laughs) going up there for one of their last plays arizona state defensive lineman just knocks the ball to try and get the clock to run you can't do that it's actually a 15 yard delay of game i believe so uh blame the nuggets this one's on the nuggets we got to get on them now yep yep you know, it's why we don't schedule anyone after ourselves. It's true. Except for, for me, yeah. which no one, you know, no one delays me like me. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so true. Uh, anyways, shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook where you can use the code DNVR to get in on all sorts of great deals. Didn't go well over there last night. Thankfully, I did get a Chiefs money line ticket when they were down 17-0, which saved my night yeah very easy my uh my over hit easily mm-hmm. there you go plus i had the nuggets too so I, I i had plenty on the chief's money line so i made money on that game plus i had the nuggets at plus 165 because it's a preseason game so if you're gonna watch <laughs> just take the underdog that's a good i'm two and oh that's a good uh good good strategy there hank um all right guys well i want to start here because you guys mentioned this uh and people have been talking about it Nathaniel Hackett doesn't look like the same guy uh, that the Broncos hired and making all the funny jokes and smiling and laughing and having a good time with everything. And it's understandable. Uh, but I'm just curious, like, what you guys think is going on there? Well, I think the losing is very much weighing on him. And this is very much a Broncos town. Uh, and he's feeling the wrath of what happens when the Broncos aren't good, especially because there were so many high expectations. And he's not only uh, heard it, but I mean, he's felt it in the stadium. He's felt the booze that rained down every single game the Broncos have played at home. So this is, uh, I think it's really weighing on him. I think regardless of how the season's going, a head coach at this point is going to be very tired. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're a couple months in now to this 80-hour-a-week whatever grind. That that wears on you. Throw in the fact that his offense has been horrible and people think that he's going to get fired and the fans are booing him. And, I mean, everything else that could possibly be going on. Your quarterback has a, has a tear in his shoulder. Like, this is a, a challenging time to be Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, it is. And what's interesting to me is that the Broncos are two and three. 
They are not 0-5. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vic Fangio started 0-4 uh, in his coaching career with the Broncos. They are 2-3. and And the fact that Nathaniel Hackett is clearly having a rough go of it tells me one of two things. One, he can really feel the public pressure, and that's weighing on him heavily. Yep. Two, the public is right, and things are worse than the record would state. Because two and three is not, it's not a horrible position to be in. It's definitely not where you set out to be in, but you're one win away from being back to 500, being in second place in the division, all of that good stuff. So, but Ryan, let's put it into context. They lost to the Seattle Seahawks and they lost to the Indianapolis Colts, both teams that certainly don't look like they're playoff teams. So that adds to it too. You, you played a really easy schedule for the most part in your two and three. And I think, but that kind of goes to my point, which is maybe he, he also feels like it's as bad as people feel like mm. it is. And, you know, he used the term growing pains a lot today, essentially saying like the offense, the problems on offense are strictly growing pains, um, which we can only hope is correct. But I just feel like there's a lot, like starting from week one, there's just been missiles being lobbed at Nathaniel Hackett. And I think that's actually what he's feeling here. Uh, and and I hope that he has the ability to tune it out. Um, I always think that I would have that opportunity, but then like I'll like read one comment about us on Reddit. That's like 27 good comments and one person says something mean about us. And I'm like, damn, got to work on that. You know? Uh, so... I, Everyone responds to negative feedback more internally. You you respond to that more strongly um, than positive feedback. And he's only getting negative feedback, except for probably people in his circle who are saying, hey, you're doing a good job, you know, whatever. And if that's the case, though, Ryan, he's going to need to put body armor around himself if he wants to do this job for a long time. Because it's not just Nathaniel Hackett. You see coaches making decisions Right or wrong, analytics supported or not, but if your team doesn't win after you make those decisions, you're just you're you're just going to be killed by it. I mean, we saw it. Brandon Staley, he got away with one this week uh, by going for it on fourth down. Didn't get it. Seems like it's the wrong call. Then they end up winning the game, so he kind of avoids that. Nathaniel Hackett definitely makes the wrong call in my mind uh, in week one, deciding to kick the field goal. It doesn't go his way. All of the missiles are launched at him. Last night, Josh McDaniels decided to go for two to take the lead. It doesn't uh, work out. All the missiles being launched at him. Can we talk about that? Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. No, it's it's absolutely the wrong decision and the wrong take. And that's understanding that analytics were in support of it. Um, but the reason is, it doesn't matter if if you tie it up or if you get that one-point lead, the Chiefs are going to score. Look, we saw it at the beginning, or at the end of the first half. They had like 16 seconds on the clock, and they somehow drove the field to get a field goal, a 59-yard field. The Chiefs are going to score again, so you might as well, instead of forcing yourself to have to score uh, uh, at least at least one more time, at least tie it up. Give yourself that chance to be tied up with them because they are going to score. You are going to have to score again. Don't make it so you may have to score twice. So, yeah, I, I disagree based on the team that you're playing. Um, and I think the biggest thing is that what is, in my opinion, the biggest weakness on the Chiefs right now? It's their field goal kicker because Butker True. is injured and they do not want to trot him out there. So, in my opinion, if you go for that and you allow them to just tie it, 
then you are allowing them to be a little bit more conservative in their approach moving forward. Cause it's like, okay, well we have, uh, we have overtime on our side. Um, if you kick, if you get that two point conversion and they go down one, then you're forcing them to have to score and they're going to have to use that field goal kicker who is a massive weakness or, you know, they could score a touchdown of course. Um, but either way, you're going to have to get a stop at some point to win the game. I'm, I'm of the belief that, hey, force them to be in a more uncomfortable position because you're already in a terrible position. You're, you're up against Patrick Mahomes at the end of the game. I actually support it. Uh, you're right that if you don't win, everyone's just going to say it was the wrong decision. But in that specific scenario where they have that kicker who is not good, um, I you think... You mean the one that hit the 59-yard field goal at the end of half? Yes, the, in kind of a pressure situation? Yes, who also okay. missed a 42-yard field goal earlier <laughs> in that just, same just half. Just making sure. Um, so yeah, I'm, uh, I think it was the right move to try and put them, put the pressure on their field goal kicker. Really, really quick though. Uh, just to counteract something you said, the chiefs are never in an uncomfortable position when they have Patrick Mahomes and the ball is in, in his hands with any amount of time left And what they had f- they, four, three or four minutes left in the game. I mean, they should have lost the game last night because Mahomes didn't get them in scoring position. Do you think they were uncomfortable down 17 zero? Nope. I don't think so either. No, they no. definitely weren't. I don't then. think so either. It's but crazy. They were how definitely com- how uncomfortable. Were you betting on them down seventeen zero? Only because of the I minus was seven. highly uncomfortable because I needed them to win by seven. Yeah. But I went and took them on the you money line. The mo- that's yeah. what I meant. The, the money line. How uncomfortable were you? Very comfortable. I put yeah, so much money on me that. Too. But I, I also was extremely with uncomfortable with that bet when they had to punt the ball away uh, and gave the ball back to Derek Carr with a minute. Even the Bills. And all they needed was a field goal to No, win. but it's because the Chiefs had the lead then. They were playing completely different than they would if they would have had to score. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it would have been completely different. Totally. No, no disagreement. Mahomes already scored 30 points in the game. In in but, what? It Really, 20 points in a But half? what advantage do you get of tying them if, if they're just going to go score anyway? It's just then, then they can't just run the clock out if they want. You are potentially making it so that you will never what see What are your avenues again. to victory, though? Um, you're, you're, you're hoping for overtime or you're hoping that you, that overtime isn't a tie, but to get to overtime, you need just as much as what you're asking for. Uh, you're saying they're going to score anyway. No, because what the chiefs could have done, the the chiefs, but there's four minutes left when they scored that touchdown. The chiefs also could have just slowly drove the ball down and milked the clock out and they wouldn't have had to do anything. The chiefs wouldn't have had to do anything, (sighs) but that's Um, what they were trying to do. Four minutes though. They gave them the ball back. That's a weird amount of time for the Chiefs, though. Because when they run the ball, things don't go all that well. They, if they're going to score, I almost feel like it's going to come faster. You know? I, 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 it's damned if you do, damned if you don't, honestly. Exactly. You're um, playing the Chiefs. But what the analytics say are, if you take the lead there, you have about a 50% chance of winning that game. If you don't, if you just tie it up, you have about a 40% chance of winning analytics that game. Analytics don't take into account who you're playing, though. And that's just something that you can't but, discount of just how the Chiefs uh, if they want to score, they are absolutely scoring. Especially, they did it against the Colts, especially I, on that in last that drive there. Game. I don't understand what what the point you're trying to make is, though, because if, if they're going to score no matter what, then why wouldn't you try to take the lead? Because if they're going to score no matter what, you're only taking a one point lead, Ryan. They're at least going to score three points. Then okay. get your so three. Don't. So don't why would put, you take a zero point lead if they're going to at least score three points no matter what? Why would you t- Why would you lo- be losing to them? 
Why would you go down? What if the Chiefs get a touchdown there and then they go for two like they tried to do earlier in the game to absolutely knock you out? Also, a controversial decision from Andy Reid, which, again, it worked out, so no one's shooting mm-hmm. missiles at him. Just another example of that. Uh, but then that's what happens. But if you're down a point, at least you're making them run the ball. Like, then you don't have to worry about the their offense. I almost feel better about trying to get them to run the ball and seeing if you can stop the run. No, than because, else. because if push comes to shove, then they're going to throw the ball at Patrick Mahomes. But that's I mean, what that's they a, did. That's like right, a third and, and six, third and seven. Regardless, it didn't work. It wouldn't have worked so no matter it's what. stupid decision now. Yeah. And that, See, that's, that's, that's the good thing that's, that, I, that I get to lean back that's on right not now. not how it works. Um, but, I will say. Uh, I shout out to people in the comments that agree with me. I appreciate you. I would not have even considered going for two, though. Like, it wouldn't have crossed my mind until the guy buzzed down. I was like, hey, you want to go for two? I would have been like, yeah, no, you just tie this game up and keep going. In hindsight, so like, whose side I, I are you see, on? Who's you're, you're making uh, arguments for both. No, I, I'm on your side, but just not in a. It's obvious. Okay. I, I think it's. I think it's a, a, a conversation. I can't hate either way, but I, I don't think. I think I would have kicked it. I'm saying if the Broncos are in that same situation, I would want them to go for it against the Chiefs. Yep. Okay, I wouldn't. I would say don't don't. If you can tie the game against the Chiefs, you do that. I just think if you told me you have a chance to take the lead in the game, all you need to do is get two yards with less than four minutes left. I'm saying I'm taking that every time. Yeah, just the the situation you're in. You're just giving them the ball back with plenty of opportunity and plenty of ammo to score. Are you factoring but, in that the Broncos really struggle from the two? <laughs> That's a great point. An- analytics right there. Uh, but one more thing from this game. Devontae Adams, will he be suspended? Yes. Yep. Also, uh, yeah. this is, uh, this is what I want to say uh, to Broncos fans. Um, the NFL bases their entire discipline system based off of how the public reacted. So if you want <laughs> yeah. Devontae Adams to get suspended, go on, clutch those pearls, tag Roger Goodell, tag the NFL, uh, and you'll help him get suspended. <laughs> I love the, the, the Tom Pelissero tweet today or it's like the preliminary reports are that his uh his his injuries are non-life threatening. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, and that, that <laughs> he actually, got tipped over. That actually he stumbled came backward. from the police department exactly. itself too, which uh it's wild. Which, which yeah. Uh I hope he's okay. I mean, that fall on concrete could have been a concussion or something like yeah. that. And he's like holding a yeah. pretty expensive big That's what I thought. Oh, when I read that I was like, man. "Oh, I got to go back and rewatch yeah. this." Like he must have taken something in the head. But no, it's like a four-step stumble backwards and then he just like lands on his ass. So yeah, there it is. Could have broke his tailbone. Yeah, could have. He, he could have. Um, just like and, floats uh, up into his heart. And the police report now filed against Devontae Adams. But I mean, if, I if, would have. It, it really is crazy how just when you were on that football field, you can do things a hundred times worse than that, and mm-hmm. it's legal because it's part of the game. You step off and you push someone, which in, in that that could be an assault right there. It's just so crazy that <laughs> literally know. he like stepped off the field and was walking into the, the stadium in the back part, and that, that's when it happened, and just how crazy that is. The if most annoying part that- to me is that he said um, in his tweet, I immediately felt bad. No, you didn't. You walked right you past, walked right past yeah. the guy. P- P- also, you might have felt bad when you got to the locker room and you realized it was going viral. <laughs> Not immediately. I, I get the, the, how he was just so upset, frustrated in the moment. A guy steps in your way. You run into him. 
and then you you move on. You, yeah. you don't push him over, but then... He was very triggered yes. by the small white guy stepping in his way right then. So after Hunter Renfro did the same thing. <laughs> the, uh, the apology was just what pisses me off even yeah. more. It yeah. just seems just so insincere. Uh, and, yeah, just, just a lie. Just I, like... Uh, just like Patrick Smythe picked up the phone and, you know, <laughs> tweeted it out. Yeah. Uh, mm. I have to say, I absolutely would have fumbled the bag if I was in this um, cameraman's position. Like, there's just no way I would have thought, like, okay, so, like, I got it. First thing I need to do is call 911. Got to get picked oh. up by a, an ambulance. That's expensive. Um, and then I got to file a police report. Like, I would have gone on Twitter and, like, saw that Devontae Adams tweeted that. I would have been like, it's all good, bro. Like, I should have known which way I was going, which is like definitely, it's partly that guy's fault oh, yeah. for walking in the way. Devontae Adams absolutely crossed the line by like putting his hands on him yeah. like that. You could have just stopped for half a second. Well, exactly. he, gone he was that, leaving but. like before the game ended, right? That's what I thought. Oh, really? I thought that there, yeah, were, I think so. there was still exactly. time on the clock. Stood, and so and that's why you're like probably not expecting somebody to be like coming that's that very, way. But that's still, a great point. Like, it's Devontae Adams. You see him coming. Well, you don't because you're holding a giant. He didn't thing. look like he saw him coming. And yeah. I, I oh, yeah. thought he stood up, like he was like he came from low and then up. Huh. So I mm. thought that he was like grabbing a shot low and then came up and boom, Devonte was right huh. there. So I think he's. I think this guy's gonna end up getting hundred thousand dollars out of this, out of a little settlement. He's gonna get the bag. I think so. I think Devonte so. may miss out on what's he making twenty. 30 million this year? Yeah. He's going to miss out on uh, one and a half million by a game check, something like that. Woo! And it it's wouldn't. Pretty, like, pretty, it's not like, like, just don't shove people. It wouldn't have happened if he just would have got another foot mm, inbounds. Yep. Yep. I mean, what looked like an incredible catch yep. at first. Yep. Uh, turns out he was still juggling the ball on that little toe drag. And the crazy thing is, I, the way I viewed the play was he was so confident he got that first toe in that he didn't even didn't try even to get it. the yeah. other one because he could have. And he's a good enough yeah. receiver where he could have. It was it was cocky. And he was a little bit focused on like trying to jump over the defender who was diving too instead of just, you know, dragging the toe. Yeah. Uh, that was that was a crazy game. It's kind of one of those win-win, lose-lose games. Like right. you can't tell who you're rooting for in the moment. Yeah, I obviously was rooting for my bet, and then at the end, I'm like, actually, now I just want the Chiefs to lose since they didn't cover. Like, they don't deserve to win. Um, and then what I didn't think of, because because I didn't even think about the Chiefs next week. If the Chiefs would have lost this, they dropped to three and two. The Broncos are only one game out, mm -hmm. but people aren't feeling that good about the Broncos, so people wouldn't really buy that now. But then the Chiefs play the Bills next week. Yeah, totally. The Bills are two-point favorites, even though the game is in Kansas City. The Broncos, or the, the Bills win that. Broncos win on Monday Night Football. They're tied with the Chiefs for first in the AFC West. <laughs> Pretty crazy. But now, what? Uh, it, since you can't really live the, in that world, you can just live in the world where the Raiders are 1-4. and four. Yeah. Yep. And that's the fun. Raiders are 1-4. and four. Um, last thing from last night, just now that we've gone down this road, the the, the roughing the passers. Wait, wait, still... wait, wait. Let's get to that in a second. Okay, all right. Because okay. we we've got a conversation looking around the league. Okay, all right. Fair mm. enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, I thought you meant we were going to take a break. I was like, all right. Well, I still have other things I wanted to get to <laughs> in this segment. All right. My question to you guys, plain and simple, is Nathaniel Hackett on the hot seat right now? And you can define what hot seat means to you, but is he on it right now? No. He, he's not right now. Um, is he uncomfortable in his position? Yes. Are the Broncos thinking of firing him? And that, to me, is what the hot seat means? No. Uh, and if they are thinking about firing him, uh, then that means that it was the wrong hire 
uh, out at when they out made the, the hire. Yeah. And if that's the case, well, then George Payton maybe should be fired for making that hire. Or if that comes from above, uh, from the Walton Penner group, because they weren't around when they hired Nathaniel Hackett, uh, then they need to uh, fire George Payton, because then they're, they're not all on the same uh, wavelength there. And the reason why I say that is Nathaniel Hackett, he's had some rookie mistakes. If you couldn't deal with rookie mistakes and a new offense and a learning curve to the offense and rookie mistakes to game management uh, and, and everything like that just one month into the season, you had Dan Quinn right there. You could have hired mm-hmm. an experienced veteran head coach. And Nathaniel Hackett isn't doing a lot of things that are viewed right publicly, but he's doing some some things that, that are good uh, in terms of changing the culture a little bit. Now, it's kind of taken a step back this first month of the season because the season has, hasn't gone as planned. But the other thing is he is drawing some things open on offense that Russell Wilson is just missing right now. Uh, and so to me, if he is on the hot seat, well, then shame on the Broncos for, for hiring him in the first place. However, I do think... We could be a couple of weeks away from that, though. So my answer to this is, what is the hot seat? And to me, the hot seat means you're like one big misstep away from getting fired. Okay. And so the question would be, if the Broncos were to get blown out by the Chargers on Monday Night Football, is there a chance Nathaniel Hackett gets fired? I think the answer is yes. Mm, Really? Even on a short week? Because you got to consider that stuff as well. Yes, yes. Um, even on a short week. Now, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Nor will I. Nor would I predict the Chargers to blow out the Broncos. So tell me a score. Um, twenty-eight zero. Okay. I think he's still around, but I yeah. think that, I think that's fair that you would think that. I would think that it there would be some some serious conversations going on internally if that okay. happens. Because of that, I would say he is on the hot seat. Um, now he's if there was a step below the hot seat like you call it the warm seat he's definitely on that where it's just like you're you're the eyes are very very closely on you of the organization uh and they want to they're evaluating you very closely obviously i i just know greg penner you know and carrie walton penner are going to george payton being like yo what's going on here because we just paid four and a half billion dollars for this franchise who's getting clowned by everyone and their mom on social media so what's the deal you know and and uh, obviously they're gonna look at the coach right Mm -hmm. they're gonna say look russ has proven blah 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 we have good players this that the other thing so the eyes are on nathaniel hackett i don't think he's going to get fired um anytime soon but i I can't say he's not on the hot seat. Fair. Yeah, I don't think he's on the hot seat. I think the the soonest that he could be gone is the bye week. I don't I don't think there's a way for it to happen before then. But Okay, all right. Yep. I, I think you at least keep him to the bye week regardless. But I do think that it is warming up. And I think that if you lose this one badly, then that seat could be pretty hot for that Jets game. That's a high pressure one because that's supposed to be a bad team. And then you lose that one and you head to London with the seat on fire. Yeah. And, and that, that's where I'm at too, Henry, yep. is that is when the hot seat will be real. 
is if the Broncos lose, especially in an embarrassing fashion, on Monday Night Football, the third primetime game when the Broncos would be completely humiliated, potentially Nathaniel Hackett himself. Probably if the Broncos are losing, it's not going to look good on him regardless. Uh, uh, But then you play the Jets at home. The New York Jets, I know they're 3-2, and but they still have that stink, that stench around them uh, of not being a good football team. And then after that, you can't fire him. You can't fire him 12 hours before boarding a flight where your whole team is going to London, a trip that he planned and made the big decisions for. So he's around for the Jaguars game. And then... What if he wins? Is he safe again? That's He wins the Jags game? Yeah. So if he loses the next two, wins that game, yeah, he probably buys himself the rest of the... Well, not the rest of the season, but a couple of more games. And that's, I don't think that's how it should go. I think you shouldn't be firing a coach, especially in his first year, based off of one game or not. But it'd kind of be a weird look. There's another world, though, where, like, George Payton said, hey, I'm giving him two years. And the Walton said, okay. You know, and, like, it's not even a, a consideration oh, uh, in the building right now. Oh, 100%. Totally. 100%. And I think... Uh, the bye week is the earliest. It doesn't mean that, that the Broncos could win three more games this year and the Walton Penner group could just say, okay, we're just going to let it, we're going to let it ride out through this season. We're going to let it ride another season um, because they didn't spend all of this money for one year. They spent it for the long haul. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it should also be considered that if George Payton were to fire Nathaniel Hackett, the next hire would be three coaches in three years for him. That's a bad look for him. It's a really bad look, especially for him to say that this was a bad hire right away. Right away. Yep. Your first hire. Bad hire. That. I screwed up worse than the Jags did hiring Urban Meyer. Oh, it would be like if the you worst fired him ever. by the bye week. If, if you fired him out of the bye week, there'd only be two coaches in NFL history who have been fired sooner. Well, and I don't even know about fired because that was Bill Belichick with the Jets because he was there one day. He resigned. He did resign. Yeah. So there you go. So that doesn't even count. And then it was uh, not Lou Holtz, the old man. Uh, George Allen. He had two preseason games with the Rams and his third stint with the Rams and then was fired because he was fighting with players. That is wild. That, that, that is, is crazy. Really That's why they're not going to fire him this yeah. early. You don't do that in the first year. Well, and uh, what type of a look would that be for George Payton personally? Not just firing a coach eight games into his tenure, the guy that you hired, but then also your quarterback that you just told the Walton Penner group to give $250 million to looks the way he has, looks disappointing so far. That would be George Payton telling the ownership group, yeah, I think I'm over two on my two biggest decisions so far, but let me hire this next coach. You can trust me. Yeah, and and that's why I don't think it's going to happen. But I, I, I guess... I can't say he's on the hot seat, but I can't equivocally say he's not on the hot seat. That's fair. Uh, and-, and that's kind of where he is right now in this limbo. And I think it's why you're seeing him change, you know, a little bit his demeanor and all this stuff. It's like um, all of a sudden no one's laughing at your jokes anymore, you know, yeah. um, because they're wondering where you even stand. And it's a it's a really crappy place for him to be in. And at the same time, like, again, they are two and three. Like – half the league is within one game of them or more than half the league, probably 75% of Easily. the league is within one game of them. Oh yeah. So all of their goals are really still ahead of them. Um, that doesn't change the fact that it's been ugly and they've been embarrassed on national television. They also had a really gutsy win on national television. Uh, but 
it's a really weird place for for Nathaniel Hackett to be, and there the organizational structure certainly doesn't help where he stands. It doesn't. If the Broncos <laughs> are four and four after the bye, is Nathaniel Hackett still the head coach? Yes. If he's three and five after the bye, that means they're two and three right now. They go one and two in the next three games. I yes. say yes. It's okay. possible, no, but yes. Then but two and six is when it's on fire. I do think that the the embarrassment matrix plays a role in this. Um, remember, these are super proud, rich people. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be embarrassed. But yep. also, I mean, what they is... do is they like drive around in Lamborghinis and impress people. And when their most expensive toy is broken and everyone's laughing at it, it just that plays a role in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also so much easier to get embarrassed than ever before, though. Like, as soon as somebody screws something up, everybody on Twitter is making jokes. Everybody on TV is totally. making jokes. Like, that's just kind of the new world where just because you're getting made fun of on NFL Network, it doesn't mean things are that bad. It just means they thought it'd be funny to overreact. But on the other hand, I have never seen a crowd count down the play clock. Oh, like true. That. That's not just because that was floating oh, around yeah. Twitter telling people to do that. Oh, totally. No, there's it's it's bad. But if you just watched all the national shows, you'd think it's worse than it really is. I think. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too. I, th- I think, I, or if you just walked around the stadium, you'd think it's worse than it really is. Like, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. It's the overflow of six years of inept Broncos football that is now being lumped onto this mm-hmm. team. I, I don't know. Because I, I agree with you to an extent, but this is also the worst offensive football we've seen in that time period. I know. Which is crazy because it's of how very, bad it's been. It's but very still crazy. a small sample size. Yeah, You're a third it, of the way it through is, a season. But, but, but what are fans supposed to do when they're watching a game and there's been nine three and outs? So they're just supposed to sit back during a game and say, I'm going to give it a year before getting upset. I'm going to enjoy this game. No, they're in that game right now. They were sold a great quarterback. They were sold an innovative head coach. And they're watching like nine three and outs happen in that 49ers game. Yeah. So I get the frustration. Oh, yeah. From I get it too. But I'm just saying because of the situation, it just feels worse. And it looks worse and it sounds worse than, you know, just being two and three and having – one good win, two bad losses. Sure. I, I see what you're saying. Instead of right, instead of it being a, a good team last year and you feel confident that it's gonna turn around, that's probably also something to it right. too. There's so much new that you can't draw back and say outside of Russell Wilson just being a winner. You can't point back and say, Oh, Nathaniel Hackett typically starts slow. Like Tom Brady, he had a decent number of years where he started pretty slow and the team uh in New England was one and two. And but you're like, okay. This has already happened three times. They're going to come back and win 11 games, win the division, and go to the Super Bowl. Even if it was just the Seahawks last year with Russell Wilson, if this was the exact same scenario, the fans would be like, it's okay, Russ has us. Right. It is still crazy, though, in some ways. Like, if you just look at everything at face value, that we're having some conversations. Like, will he have the third shortest tenure of any head coach ever when they have a minus five-point differential? I know. Like, again, there is more to it than that. But the fact that we have to have that conversation is still just kind of wild compared to a two and three record and a minus five point differential. I can't remember what all four of I'll try and get it, but it was like, you know, the quadrants that you get of pass rush Broncos were in the upper right uh, quadrant Mm -hmm. Um, run offense Broncos were in the upper right quadrant 
pass uh pass protection broncos were in the upper right quadrant and run defense broncos are in the upper right quadrant that was the one that they're like closest to the middle mm -hmm. but they were in the the best quadrant on all four of those metrics just it's just mind-boggling how they haven't been able to get the job done and more so than anything like we can talk about the fact that they shot themselves in the foot in two games exactly. and they could easily be four and one right now but more shocking is that they haven't been able to make pretty football out of those types of things like it's not like the offensive line is just completely broken down and Russ hasn't had any chances to make any plays. Like, no, he has had chances to make the plays. Um, sometimes he's made them and the other end of the play hasn't made the play. It's just like something on every play. And it goes back to what I was saying last week about just losing habits. I really think that's the mm -hmm. biggest issue facing this team right Again, now. Again, that's why it goes back to Hackett, though. As you look at it and say, oh, that piece is working well. That piece is working well. That piece is working well. Yep. But we're losing. Yep. Wait, what was one of those quadrants? Did it involve Russ? No. So then you look at coaching and you look at <laughs> Exactly. <Russ. Yep. laughs> and that's why there has been so much attention pointed to those two. Mm -hmm. But again, like you have the comment, where do we rank in points scored? He doesn't get credit for the defense. It's like, yeah, he runs the offense. But also this is kind of the new NFL world where, you know, 20 years ago, in the 90s, a head coach would get credit for everything his football team does. You know, but now it's like, well, he's kind of hands off the defense. They could do that defense without him. And that might just be true. Right. But it is, uh, it is strange. Like it's the head coach and it's only offense counts for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, just, just to answer your question, Rocket, the Broncos are second worst in, they sure in are. points scored. Mm -hmm. They sure are. Mm -hmm. Is that, I mean, we could do the, the whole blame game thing all day long, but is that more on the coaching or is it more on the players? I mean, <sighs> it, at the end of the day, doesn't it come down to your quarterback? I, yes. Good, good and bad. Yeah, it just it's like we said yesterday. Everybody's making mistakes. Every play, somebody's making a mistake that blows that play up. And a lot of the time, it's Russ because he's the one who has most Not opportunity lot, to make mistakes. Some but yeah. compared to others, yeah. compared to others, it it is the most. Right. He does have the highest opportunities. It's like Touch point guard leads play. the team in turnovers. Mm -hmm. You know. But right. players making mistakes. That's is that on the player or the coach? Because at some point, it's the coach's job to coach the players to play well because that's literally their job yeah but also can you blame him for a holding penalty the biggest right. indictment of the coaching staff right now and it's not just nathaniel hackett it is the whole at least offensive staff it's hard to put anything on the defense is that it's regressed like even if it was just marginally better people would yeah. still be complaining right and they would have a right to mm -hmm. the fact that the <laughs> the offense has gotten worse is legitimately shocking mm -hmm. worse than Teddy Bridgewater and Pat Shermer. Wow. Yeah, bad. Really, really bad. And in our poll on YouTube, 55, 54% of people are saying Hackett is not on the hot seat. And I think that kind of reflects our conversation, though, that it's that close. Yeah, I, I completely yeah. agree. I completely, And if they lose next week, that'll increase. If they lose the week after, it'll really increase. And if they lose the Jags and go two and six at the bye week, that's going to be like 85%, 90%. Yeah. Let's just pray that doesn't happen. Yeah. Let, let's hope that doesn't happen, but let's hope that we continue to win money over a DraftKings mm -hmm. sports book like we did last night. And DraftKings has given you $200. Oh, you did not? <laughs> no, I was just able to scrape, to stay alive because By I, the plus. because I bet a lot on, the minus seven. Oh no! Well, I'm stayed glad alive you were able with, to stay alive. Yeah, make, make it kept back. it from being a horrible night. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet a lot on the minus seven, but then I bet even more on the money line uh, once they turned to plus odds. 
So there was a second, actually there was a second where I thought I was going to make a whole lot of money, but then another second where I was like, I might lose a whole lot of money. Was there, when, when Devante, it seemed like he caught it at first. Yeah. Did you guys' heart sink? Again, oh, I, I had already sweaty. reached the point that was, the Chiefs have done me wrong by not covering this spread. I hope they lose for it. But wouldn't you have lost even yes. more? <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. So you just hate the Chiefs. At that point, it was just like a matter of principles. Like, we all deserve to lose. So how big of a Bills fan are you this weekend? Um, Probably not. Well, I don't know. I mean, from a Bronco standpoint, I am. But if you're going to give me plus money on Patrick Mahomes, I'm not going to be able to turn it down. That's, that's where I'm at, too. <laughs> at home, that's yeah, where I'm no. at. They're, after the oh. game, they were at like plus 110, I think, over at DraftKings Sportsbook. I think they're probably going to float around plus at 100, home? plus 110. At home? And things don't have to go right for the Chiefs to exactly. win. Like They were down 17-0 last night. And that's what they do. If it's a close game, they're going to win, especially against the Bills. Nobody blows close games like the Bills. That's very true. <laughs> Which is At least in, in their history. And no, who, I mean what? They ended a seven-game losing streak in one-score games. Wow! Like the, the they Chiefs either are, blow people out or lose. Exactly, and you think like Von Miller, all that they can close things out. If it's a close game, I'm taking the Chiefs, though. Yeah, who do you trust more at the end of a game? And that's no disrespect yeah. to Josh Allen. He no. just hasn't been able to do it. He's like he number did do two it in the AFC Championship <laughs> game, and then his defense blew it for him. That's true. Oh. It's true, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter at the end. Uh, and you can get in on this game. You can get in on the Broncos Chargers game. You can get in on everything over at DraftKings Sportsbook. New users use the code DNBR when you sign up and get $200 in free bets in your account when you place a $5 money line bet on any or on any NFL game just place a $5 bet you get $200 in free bets head over to the app store now download the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up see the terms and restrictions in our show notes I'm about to have a big Breck brew day tomorrow oh yep on a Wednesday oh abs. Yep, abs. It sure is. Oh, yeah this is like the last big <laughs> question for me because i didn't sell my abs tickets during the playoff run i just went to the games and it was probably like financially a dumb thing to do but it was really exciting and so tomorrow they raise the banner it's like can't put a price on no, you can't and it's like what what would my 10 year old self have said if i had sold tickets like right. he would have hated me right and so tomorrow's like the last extension where it's like you know what i could probably make some money on the banner raising tickets also, you have to go. They're raising the banner. It's the end of this whole big thing. So uh, if you're not going to take the money, you might as well drink a bunch of Breckenridge beers and really celebrate mm. it. I'm gonna there, get... There's a premium on those seats for a reason. Oh, yeah. So you should Because go. it's going to be incredible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I'm going to drink a whole lot of Breckenridge beers to get totally in the hockey mindset. You know, it's weird flipping that back on. It is. It feels it, too soon. It turns you into just like an animal. You know, where you're out there and you're screaming. It's like, yeah, hit him, hit him, hit him, punch him, all that sort of stuff. Yep. I'm so excited, though. We're going to, I think, come here first, drink some Breckenridge beers. There we go. They have the avalanche, obviously, at the arena. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be maybe my biggest Breckenridge beer day in weeks. Yeah. Months, months, probably since the cup. No, there were some celebrations after the cup. And like, uh, like you went to a CU football game as a fan. Was that a big break? Oh, brew? that is true. That that was. This will beat that though. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm looking at game time right now just to see what what kind of tickets we can get tomorrow. I mean, it's you're paying a premium. I still it's, might have to do it. It's the banner. Mm. Yep, yep. Is there someone else that we need to mention other than ourselves? Of course. Yeah, I got to mention ourselves. <laughs> well, I'll just tell you guys to hit us with a thumbs up on YouTube. Always appreciate when you guys do that. Um, and uh. Continue to support us through whether you want to come on the London trip, whether you want to 
come to one of the tailgates, whether you want to come to the bar, or if you just simply want to hit us with a thumbs up, we appreciate all levels of support. And uh, we couldn't do it without you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Now, guys, let's take a look around the league. This league. Mm-hmm. What do you got for me? You start. Okay, Ryan, you mentioned it earlier. What the heck is going on with roughing the passers? Look, if the NFL wants to take away the violence in this game, that's going to upset a lot of people. It's not going to upset me. I don't don't care about that as much, especially when it comes to the quarterback position. Do I want to watch the Buffalo Bills with Case Keenum go out and play the Kansas City Chiefs with... Mm, Chad Henney? That might have only been like six years ago, but it could also be true. It's probably another Chad or something. (laughs) Uh, No, we don't want that. We want the quarterbacks to be playing. So Mm -hmm. I get the emphasis on keeping quarterbacks safe, but the rules just have to be extremely clear. If you want to play two-hand touch with the quarterbacks, I'm fine for it, as long as the rules are enforced the exact same way in every single game for Mm -hmm. every single call because what uh, Grady Jarrett did to Tom Brady – was a was a great sack it was a great play uh he did not like slam him on the ground which i know you're not allowed to do mm-hmm. uh chris jones you're not allowed to just fall completely on the quarterback he put his arm in there to break the fall up but also he had the ball yeah. when he was falling so it wasn't even a sack at that point he but, had already strip sacked him yes and unfortunately that was my first thought too as i was like how can you rough the passer as a as you have the ball but the ref after the game told the pool reporter what he said kind of made sense. He's essentially like, if he were to throw a pass that was intercepted and then someone were to come take his head off, it would still be roughing the passer. It doesn't matter if the possession had changed. He's, he's protected as the passer. But Chris Jones, he put his hand down oh, to yeah. like stop yeah. it. So that's and I'm where... not supporting the rule. No, yeah, I just yeah, yeah. I, I thought they should review this because he has the ball. How could right. he rough the passer with the ball in his hand? Well, right. And see, that's the thing, though, is like if – it's only roughing the passer as soon as his body weight lands on top of him. Yep. And so if he has the ball yep. before the body weight lands, like it, it was close. I still don't think he had the ball in time, but it's just dumb. It's just dumb. Like the fact that that's not a turnover is unbelievable. Like that's absolutely should have been a turnover. And the worst part for me is that I had the Chiefs minus seven. I think they covered that <laughs> happened. I had oh, the yeah, Falcons sure. money line. I was so big on that so Falcons money line. They took that ball at the. Or they would have gotten the ball back down six at the end. Yeah, probably they got. They went off. for two. Yeah, it's it's just dumb, and it's especially frustrating for me. Yeah, for you. We all, <laughs> everyone feels bad for, yes. for you, Henry. But 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 I'm saying it's it's just so frustrating because you don't know like right when mm-hmm. one of those plays happen. You just, you wait. If you're watching on TV, you wait to see if that little flag thing Mm -hmm. pops up, even though it looked fine. That's not what the game should be about. So again, I don't care what the rules are changed to to protect quarterbacks. I get it, but make it so it's the same. And so defensive players know what to do. I'm also ready for a 15-yard pass interference. I'm re- because it gets so uncomfortable. You can tell the refs don't want to throw those flags on those big plays. Right before that Tom Brady one, it should easily have been a pass interference call way down the field at the goal line. But they're like, oh, you know, this wasn't going to get completed. Anyway. We're not going to throw game, it to you. Yeah. And so it's almost like a makeup call to that, which is terrible. Just make it 15 then, yards every time. But then on the other, then that turns into to a thing uh, of uh, that, that comes into how you approach the game. If you're totally. getting beat, just knock the guy's legs out. And it, it doesn't seem to be a problem like in college, that. though. It should be. I mean, they, they should be taking advantage. That's I, mean, I was coached like that in high school. Yeah, I was it's coached, only if you're getting beat, just take them down. Definitely, but that's kind of what happens anyway. 
And it's like, do we really need to be giving them the full 50-yard penalty? It just... Uh, I, I was totally on your side up until this week when I was watching these games. And I was just thinking, what are we doing here? We really right. need to make these massive swings in yardage because one guy didn't turn his head around? Or it's, it's a, did he do it? Did he not do it? Should we call it? Should we not? And it's like, well, it's 50 yards because we're deciding yes. I also just think DBs should get their head around. Well, there's that too. Just please stop running into guys without turning around. But even like, I also think I think the getting your head around is such a stupid rule. Did did you interfere or not? Well, the thing is, if you're if you're looking at the ball, they're going to allow you to touch the guy. You're allowed to go for the ball. If you're making a play on the ball, then yeah. it doesn't matter if you're running through the guy because you're. But you know, you're not doing it to get rid of it. When you're not looking at the ball and you hit the dude's arm as he's trying to go up, they're going to just call it every time. It's just, and that's past interference right. then because you did interfere. Yep. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you were to turn around and reach an arm up and then with your right arm you're pushing his arms down, they're not going to call it on you. A lot of times, though, from what I've noticed, is if the guy doesn't turn his head around but just like gets in his way and is in his side of oh, vision, yeah. they're going to call it. Yeah. E- yep. Even though there really was no interference on the play. Yeah. You should be able to have your own... So just stop running, like just stand your ground and then won't call it. Like it's when the guy turns around and you just keep running right through him because it's over underthrown or whatever. You just gotta be ready to stop on a dime. It's still dumb though. Not the worst. Make these fifteen yard penalties so they don't impact the game so much. Not the worst idea from Alan Avery. Two different styles of pass interference. The only thing is you're just putting more power in the ref's hand to make subjective calls. Like, but there could be like essentially running into the kicker versus roughing, running into the receiver versus roughing the receiver. You know what I mean? 15 yards versus the full. Yes. uh, Maybe that is running into the receiver and pass interference. Two separate calls. I kind of support what Chris Jones said last night, which was just like, we need to be able to go to the booth for this type of stuff. Like someone has to be sitting up there just saying like, was this rule applied properly? Although I think, Last night, they would have said yes. I think so, too, and Probably. that's just why... The Grady Jarrett one, though, the, I think they would have said no. I, I agree. I completely <sighs> agree with you. And that's just why I think there needs to be more changes to the rule. And maybe there's too many uh, little parts to this rule. Mm-hmm. Just make it more simple. And, and I don't know exactly what it would be, but make it so it's so obvious. Because mm-hmm. another one that's so awful uh, is the unsportsmanlike conduct when uh or personal foul when a player who if he catches the receiver catches the ball and gets hit that way it's not a penalty but because he drops it and gets hit it is a penalty like what's a defender supposed to do yeah that's how i I kind of the same feelings about a lot of nfl rules as i do about taxes where it's just like just throw the whole thing out and just be like, yeah, everybody pays, whatever. And the same way, it's just like, if you if you do this, then it's a penalty. If not, like you just kind of have to start from scratch. And, and I feel like you just add on these little things where it's like, oh, and now if you land with your entire body weight, that is also. Oh, and if you whip him around a little bit, then that is too. And then there's this, and there's just all these little things where I think so much more of it should just be discretionary. Where it's like, did he rough the passer? It's like, ah, it was kind of the only way he'd get him on the ground. Or, ah, he was... It was the only chance he had to go after a loose ball. Or he hit him three seconds after he threw it. Yes, that's roughing the passer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It, we don't need the rules to be so clear, I guess, is where I'm going. And we kind of just have to su- accept to a bunch of his subjective. Tune in on Tuesdays and Thursdays for Henry's new uh, podcast titled The Tax Code. Yes. <laughs> Everybody pays whatever percent, and then we just move the hell on. <laughs> that seems like a good one. All right. As for this <laughs> league, um, I just I continue to be in love with the way that unexpected things happen in this mm-hmm. league. Um, I think one that should maybe give Broncos fans hope is the Eagles. Uh, sitting at uh, you know, an undefeated 5-0 and right now, if you remember... 
just one year ago, Nick Sirianni was essentially in the Nathaniel Hackett trash. Mm-hmm. Everyone, trash. yeah, everyone was <laughs> dunking on him. Philly fans were, you know, turning on him. Everyone thought that Jalen Hurts was going to be like an okay but not great quarterback. And over the course of one year, the offense is humming. Everyone kind of understands what they're doing in there. They're absolutely just. Like I said, their their whole offense is just logic based. It's just take what the what the defense gives you. They're so good at it, uh, and that's fun. I don't think that was expected one year ago. More uh, micro, the, the Cooper Rush story continues to just be great. Uh, if it weren't the Cowboys, everyone would love it a lot more. <laughs> but the fact that this dude comes in, um, no one's ever heard of him, and you just expect him to be like any other backup quarterback like you mentioned like case keenum or any of these guys maybe even worse he's got them five and oh five and oh as a starter four and oh i think he also won one last year oh oh, okay. oh yes he started five and oh yep. his career yes yes and say so, so he's four and one four and oh this year they're four and one as a team it's just it's such a great story it, it is hard to look past the cowboys thing because everyone just wants them to lose every week uh, but it, it is great um and then there was one other one oh again just when you thought, just when you thought the Jags were good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, it gives it gives you a little hope. They score the less points than the Broncos yep. and lose to the Texans. And Ryan, I'm just gonna piggyback off mine or off yours for a second one because it kind of goes along with that. How about the backups in the NFL? It's all about your star quarterback, mm-hmm. but these backups. Cooper Rush comes in. Bailey Zappi comes oh in. Oh my god, I so forgot that one. Good, Nine so to zero gives New England hope. Uh, Davis Mills, not a backup, kind of a backup, should be a backup, <laughs> will be a backup. Beats Trevor Lawrence, just like you said. I mean, what was he, a seventh round pick? Real, real quick on Bailey Zappi. I'm so glad that we're probably not like scouting quarterbacks at the Senior Bowl anymore because yeah. like nothing, I feel like nothing I've ever learned from there ended up mattering. Yeah. Bailey Zappi did not. L- he didn't even look like he deserved to be a backup for the senior bowl team. No. And then he just goes out and like knows where he's going with the ball and carves up uh, an NFL team. And again, that's what he did in college. Oh, he's great in college. It's one of those things where he had the option to go be like a fifth round draft pick, or he could play one more year, like transfer to who knows where, whatever 55 touchdowns or whatever insane numbers they were get you. And all of a sudden, if he goes to Georgia, lights it up because he's starting over this guy. He's a first round pick. Like it's just wild how that stuff plays out. But where do you yeah. put a guy from Western Kentucky who's setting all sorts of records? Turns out the Patriots know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, Zappy looked literally unusable at the Senior Bowl. Huh. Um, Kenny Pickett did not look like he deserved to be the first quarterback off the board. No, nope. way back when Josh Allen looked terrible at the Senior Bowl. Baker yeah. Mayfield looked amazing this year. Like Malik looked amazing. Now we still don't know on mm-hmm. Malik. Uh, I wouldn't say amazing, but he looked good. Yeah. But it's just like uh, I think this. I think the Senior Bowl is just. Uh, it, maybe it's the fact that you're being like pigeonholed into an offense that you know uh, of a random NFL team, and over the days. course of a couple yeah. days, that just makes it not relevant. Uh, Ryan, you better hope the Broncos don't need to be looking for a quarterback at the Senior Bowl. They can't. Be. <laughs> um. Uh, more uh andy dalton as a backup comes in beats mm-hmm. the the seattle seahawks and then you have jimmy g who uh, i guess a backup this year comes Shouldn't in have been. and uh, destroys the panthers gets matt rule fired so what a week for the backups yeah i think that offense in the nfl is evolving in a way that i was like 
pounding the table forward. Paxton Lynch was the Broncos quarterback, and it was all this like, he can't learn the offense. And I was just like, just make the offense easier. Right. Make yeah. it more simple. And like it, it hasn't gotten all the way there, but a lot of coaches are just putting in these systems that are, are making it very simple on the quarterback to make one or two reads on a play. Um, and to be honest, the West Coast offense is not one of them. And that's kind of a feeling we've got from Nathaniel Hackett over this past week as he realizes he needs to start doing that, making it a little simpler, and then you can add things back. Let's but, get some RPO going. Absolutely. <sighs> you guys kind of handled all the what's up in the Sorry. league things. We no, it's all good. We've just touched on basically every game now. <laughs> it's, it's true. I am upset. that You want to hit on Broncos Colts Hill? Oh, God. <laughs> so long ago, This thankfully. league, just when you thought the Colts had the – Best offensive line in the NFL. Turns out they go to shit. It is a lot like the Ezekiel Elliott stuff from when he he started out. Cowboys had the best line. He looks incredible and then falls off. The Colts with Jonathan Taylor, he comes in. Best offensive line in the league. Now it falls off. Who knows? Like maybe this is time to sell the Jonathan Taylor stock too. I don't know. There's a take for you. I've got something. I've got one thing that we haven't talked enough about from that game. Baron Browning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. We we mm -hmm. officially I I can only speak for myself I officially recant every single thing I said about not switching him from inside linebacker. <laughs> um, it was one of those things where it's just like we've seen it go wrong so many times where you take a guy who had mm -hmm. success at a position, try to move him from another position, um, and that scared me uh, because I felt like the Broncos had a useful player that they were going to potentially risk. But everyone said his get off is insane. I think he had the third best get off in the NFL this week. Yep. Um, average get off. Uh, everyone said his bend is insane. Very clearly is. Mm -hmm. So should have listened to them. My bad. Baron Browning is a freak and the Broncos are very, very lucky to have him. And they know how to use him too. Like a lot of it obviously is he's winning out there. But what he's doing is he's winning with that speed rush. He has that little spin move that, that he's popped out at times just to counter, but then they'll put Bradley Chubb next to him run just a little twist with Chubb taking out the tackle, all of a sudden Baron Browning can get inside. So fast. And so when those two are both right there, the tackle can't say, oh, there's an 80% chance this is just the pure speed rush because now all of a sudden you have Bradley Chubb basically working as a blocker. I don't think we're talking about Bradley Chubb enough either. Yep. You know, he has two and a half sacks. He has the strip sack. He's, he's running the twist that's getting him free, but he's also chasing around the back of the pocket, chasing the quarterback up, and that set up the, the Josie Jewell sack too. He's having an incredible start to the season. Now, the Colts' offensive line is really bad, as you yes. said. But the Chargers are going to be without uh, a couple of their guys mm -hmm. on the offensive line. And this pass rush is going to be so key in uh, in winning this game. It's going to be huge for Baron Browning to have another big-time game. And we'll dive into that later this week. Yes, we will. Uh, also, potentially getting Justin Simmons back, which would be huge. We'll get Justin Simmons back. Yes. We should. Yeah. Oh, it's so huge. Yes. We so should yeah. probably Simmons say that stuff. has played well against Justin Herbert. We'll talk. We... It is big news. Okay, let's do it. I mean, you have Justin Simmons practicing today. You have Michael Jamudia practicing today. You have Greg Dulcich practicing today. Those are three guys on IR, not like officially coming back. Three open spots on the roster as of right now, though. They're coming back this week. We're, we're happy saying that. The, it's they'll official. all be there. Only one's going to have a big impact, and and that's Justin <sighs> Simmons. And it is great to get him. Yeah. Um, oh, it's yeah. huge. It, it, it's massive, but just as massive as it is to get him, I don't expect much from the other two. That's Well, I don't know, though, just because DeMar Mathis was working on the side field. 
And if Damari Mathis true. is on the side field, Ojemudia, it's, it's him or Darius Phillips you're putting out there. Unless you want Bassey outside, which I can't imagine you do. And so those are your options. And even if Mathis does play, he really struggled this week. And if he struggles again in the first quarter and a half of the game, at least you have a card you can play. At least you can say, oh, we're going to OJ, see if he gives us something. But just remember, he hasn't pra- he hasn't played in, oh, in no. months. Oh, absolutely. There, that, when he that, was playing, he it's wasn't a, playing well. Yeah, It's, it's a I dire mean, situation, though. You go back to May when he was playing well. So oh, that, totally. that's just why I think for this week specifically, he and Greg Dulces aren't going to have much of an impact. But it is, a, it is a good point that Damari Mathis was off on the side field this week. It is. Or and today. You know, you have P.J. Locke, who is back out there again, too, from the concussion. You probably expected that. But, again, when you're talking about the secondary, he isn't necessarily the guy who plugs in for uh, Ronald Darby, but just having one more option back there definitely doesn't hurt. And again, I've said this a bunch of times at Dulcich, but these other tight ends have been blowing their opportunities over and over and over again. It's tough to imagine you could get much worse out of Dulcich at this point. Although you do see him next to Albert Owings. Like if that guy can't block, how's that guy blocking? Yeah. I mean, he looks like a wide receiver. He does a, a big wide receiver, very big wide receiver, the biggest wide receiver. They need, they just need someone who can run those routes and finish the play. I mean, he's. I think he's a better receiver than Albert O. I think he'll be able to run the routes. It was care about finish the play. It was funny seeing <laughs> like Hackett got asked about like what would Dulcich provide this week. He's like, well, on his college tape, he sure did. It's like yeah. because that's all they have is what he looked like in college. That was a kind of a big sign to me. <laughs> yeah. of, okay, let's pump the brakes. Yep. They have to know it's a dire position right now, though. Yeah, absolutely. It is. So it's, yep. it's like worth how much worse could it get? But as Nathaniel Hackett said today, and certainly something he didn't mean, he said, "When it was something like, when there's improvement to be had, you know there's going to be a lot of improvement. Mm. Yeah, he got a little tongue-tied <laughs> there. Is that Star Wars? I think it is. <laughs> that might yes. be Star I mean, Wars. He would know better than anyone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Should we make a graphic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of knowing better than anyone, I know better than anyone that game time is the best place mm. to get your tickets. I mentioned it earlier just because I was thinking of going to the Avs game. Literally, my first move was to go over to game mm. time. Uh, I, if I'm going to go, I'm going to have to wait a little bit because there's still a premium on those tickets. But you're going to get them cheaper there than you're going to get them anywhere else. And in fact, they'll actually give you a 110% guarantee. Mm. Meaning if you find those same tickets for cheaper somewhere else, they'll pay you money. Not just like give you your money back. They'll pay you money uh, for that. So, So for example, I've been looking at those Montez Montez State tickets. $199 for standing room before fees. $406 before fees for seats. It might be worth it just to buy standing room because you know you can find standing room everywhere. Just buy them. And if tickets drop, just say like, here's... Is that yep. how that works? I don't Seems think like... it, I think there's a statute of limitations on the oh, okay. timing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but either way. It does open some doors though. It's great. Um Broncos tickets, you know, stock is diving right now so you can get in on the Jets game for cheap um and probably I guess I don't know. You you'd be betting on whether you think they're going to win against the Chargers or not if you want to get those tickets before or exactly. after that game. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but lots of options over at game time so make sure you use the link that's in our description right here on the pod or on the youtube video uh you can click on that very link it helps us when you do and get your tickets to your next event the only place that you're gonna get a better deal than game time is over at our friends at the american raptors in infinity park Mm -hmm. because 
you can't beat free 99 and that's what they so are offering they're giving you free tickets to go check out the american raptors and their season is kicking off now get your free tickets at americanraptors.com make sure to check out their website because you can also stream all of their games if you're not going to be able to make it out for a game it's a really fun environment on a saturday morning so go check them out americanraptors.com all right, shall we get into the uh, questions? Is there any other housekeeping notes we needed to hit? think we got them. Mike Boone was also on that side field. So was yeah. Saubert. Yeah. And the Broncos attempted, RG was saying. Uh, do, do, were we able to confirm they on that? They tried to get a football Tony player. Jones. Thank you. Thank you. His name is Tony Jones. Um, res- uh, running back. Wound up with the Seahawks. Yep. But the Cardinals also had a claim in. Those might yep. be flipped. No, yep. that's all true. Okay, yep. cool. And that, that could point to what's happening with Mike Boone. Exactly. Yep. Um, which is not good, which means you're going to see a lot of Latavius Murray this mm-hmm. week and really a lot of Melvin Gordon. Yes. Latavius Murray, he's got to earn it with like a couple good plays. He's he's right on the verge of a nickname for me, though. Wow. Just because of his stature. A good nickname? A great nickname. Okay. Like Gravy Tavy. He might just be like the horse. The oh, whole, oh wow wow yeah i don't know you may save that for like a javante that's what i'm saying i'm amazed yeah, yeah, yeah. we haven't started calling nicole Jokic the horse he's mm. literally the most horse-like athlete in denver and he, and loves, he loves horses, horses. Yeah, like it seems like he has perfect, too many nicknames he does and the joker is just like so it easy is. to say and perfect uh if you're really, actually just joker not the joker yes joker if you really want to get in the weeds the broncos now have two practice long snappers practice squad long snappers which Let's is go, big baby. uh one of them will be elevated for the game I and i think if you do well you're gonna win the job and be permanently on the active roster it's yeah. unbelievable they couldn't just pick one like to me like uh, how like, can you not just it's like no they're gonna compete have all you week met dwayne stooks <laughs> there is that part i guess <laughs> he's but, like you gotta bring these guys in here and they gotta compete i'm just giving anyone <laughs> yeah, the job yeah. all right guys 15 minutes left in practice everybody circle around the long snappers to see if we can put some pressure on them <laughs> do you think that dwayne stooks is like watching usfl tape being like "Ooh, that's some good rpms oh, on that snap <laughs> if he gets cut by the whoever whoever's we might have to we might have to give him a look i love pat mcafee but let's just hope he's not getting his special team his team's advice from him yeah um, two two more really quick things. Russell Wilson was throwing today. Looked like a full participant in practice. No limitations. Yeah, that I, PRP hits different, dude. I don't know what we're doing uh, <laughs> with this. This is a Tuesday. That this is a bonus practice. I don't know why he's throwing. I personally don't like it, but it's good to see that he's he's throwing. My spin would be like wants to see how it feels a day after throwing. That's fair. That That's very fair. Uh, there were a lot of people in my comment section. One of them was a Twitter doctor, which you don't know. Oh, uh, the old yeah. Twitter doctor. Um, one of them said PRPs don't take or take like 10 to 14 days to kick in so that, that he probably was not feeling any effects from it. Even better, right? No, the Pete. Yeah, because uh, he's feeling, feeling fine it. without it. Yeah, but what are we doing just aggravating it? Even more. I, I, yeah. Again, I it's, it's good news and it's just confusing news. To I'm me. just taking yeah. as good news. Because I don't know what the hell's happening. He's throwing and I'm going to be happy, you know? Okay, there you go. And the other cool little news is Demarius Thomas will be inducted as a member of the Colorado Sports Hall of Fame's class of 2023. As he should be. Hell yeah. As he should be. Um, I just got um, a sticker. I got a bunch of stickers for the bar uh, to put like underneath the bar. But one of the ones I got was the 88 in a heart. Oh, hell yeah. I love it. Um, we will see a new studio here in the next Broncos. Probably Thursday will be your first show in the wow. new studio. Yeah. As you guys can tell, 
it's a little bare on the walls here and that's because things are slowly stuff. being mm, taken yeah. to decorate mm. the, the new, new studio but it looks pretty the freaking new studio amazing is fire. <laughs> oh, nice. we did lose a bobblehead we oh. just have the one bobblehead now and a glass <laughs> and a glass it's a good glass <laughs> it is a good glass. you saw peyton behind ryan oh. there's there he is all but right. yeah, exciting stuff. All right, let's uh, hit Super Chats first. There it is. From Zachary Gardner, saw a Raiders fan saying that Hobbs was better than Sertan. Oh Nothing's boy. like advanced <laughs> statistics, even though he got cooked by Marquez Valdez-Scantling. If you ever see someone say something this stupid, don't respond. Yep. They yes. are trolling you. Yes. And they know better. Yes. Just don't, allow, don't give them the satisfaction. No. Yeah. He's a good slot corner. That one's tough. He's no Bryce Callahan, but he's a good slot corner. Bryce Callahan leading the Chargers in picks right really? now. Really? Yeah. I believe it. He actually is a One, good player. Two. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's more than anyone. Else. No, it's tied with Caden Stearns for the most, isn't Wild. it? Wild. You know, that's just a Thursday night for Caden. Yeah, it's exactly. just a literally. <laughs> All right, shall we hop into the comments on the website? Let's do it. First one coming in from Arvada Luke says. It's time to say it. Broncos so-called faithful need a reality check. Since Ooh. 2015, we have identified as the issue and changed three head coaches, 11 quarterbacks, one general manager, one <laughs> ownership. What do we have left to change? How about we look to a common footballism we love to throw out but not self-apply. Stop pointing the finger. Stop, start pulling the thumb. No Broncos oh. fan in their right mind would think of leaving a Fangio-coached, lock-led Broncos team in overtime. Where did this entitlement evolve to where we can't stand a single three and out? And we're still laying it at the feet of an organization who has made every change we could want. I'm not shaming you, Broncos fans. I just encourage you to look inward. The last time we had the Chargers on Monday night down two and three, or with a two and three record, we didn't act like this. This, that was a remember where I was, who I was with sort of game. Can you imagine the current fan climate if we went down 24-0 in the first half on Monday? Now, we are surrounded by Twitter Twitter trolls wow. confirming all of their hot takes. We get one data point a week and have the other six days to look for confirmation of our bias on social media. One helmet gets slammed and everyone becomes an expert on what is happening in the locker room. Broncos fans, you hear all the reasons we are in death in a death spiral, but but no one ever lets you know when they're wrong. We all need to take a step back, think about all the things we just suffered through, and stop acting like we deserve instant gratification. This is a ride. Rides have ups and downs. This team of people is too smart, too talented, and working too hard to make this the ups happen for me to think they aren't right around the corner. Let's make sure we deserve, or let's make sure that we deserve that reward for our patience. In solidarity with that, if we do not make the playoffs, I will issue a formal apology. Ooh. I will additionally issue a $100 charitable donation to a charity of this pod's choice Oof. the faithful keep the faith broncos country let's enjoy the ride arvada luke that was like a, wow that could have been a published article it was it was very well written <laughs> yes it was uh, all points were very mm-hmm. well stated maybe a little too optimistic fair enough we'll take it though yep. nice change i'll up. take any optimism at this point yep and i think <laughs> he can back up just about all of what he's saying um i, I did we don't need to blame the fans for the f- poor on-field performance. He, stopped, he said, that that's my biggest issue is okay. stop pointing the fingers and pointing at yourself. The no, fans yeah, you're haven't right. done fair. anything to make the team bad. No, I mean, you could make the case that booing them doesn't help. I would um, agree. But the fans have so little to do with this, it doesn't matter. Yes. It, it does really make the community a lot less fun, though, the toxicity. 
Um, sure. And I, I, I just see people tweeting at me, DMing me, writing in these comments daily saying, hey, I got to take a break from yeah. Broncos Twitter. It's just too toxic right now. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a huge bummer because in the end, all of us are here to escape from like real shit that normally sucks. <laughs> yes. So we could all do a little bit better in that regard. I completely agree. I do think he's going to have to pay that $100. <laughs> I hate to say it. Uh, Mr. Negative over <laughs> here. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. I, yeah. At least it's going to a charity. Yes. Are you willing to match it? 100 to charity if they don't? Yeah. There we go. That yeah. works. Call it a, a base. Go, now it's a win-win. So a charity is winning $100. No a matter what. That's what we Of do our here. choice. I love it. Yes. So $100 if they make the playoffs. Yep. Okay. There we go. $100 either way. I'll join the uh, the $100. Wow. $100 uh, if, if they don't make it. I'll, I'll oh, join in the commenter side. Wow. Oh, shit. I don't want to put $100 on them uh, if they make it. But, I mean, right now, they're, they're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. So, I know. Why not? Well, we got $200 to charity there we no matter go. what happens. Pick a side, everyone. There we, there we go. go. I love it. All right. Windy City Broncos. But I'm not going to be cheering for them not to make the no. playoffs. No, 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 no. It's yeah. a nice okay, consolation Honestly, that a charity gets a little help. I'll at least make the bet right now that – so probably plus four hundred for them to make the playoffs. All right, you cover it right there. Cover it right there. Next one from Wendy Sydney Broncos says, "I'm not weary of Broncos football, but I'm absolutely exhausted by the hot takes from quote unquote fans." Oh, look at me. I watched the All-22 film once, and it proves the team hates Russell Wilson. He's washed, just like I said Brady was in 2019, 2020, and 2021. Wow. I love that. Cut Wilson now. Bring back Locke, and let's get Shanny out of retirement. I'm just glad none of these people are in charge of the team. Personally, I'm taking the long view. Maybe they figure it out this season, or maybe they don't. I do believe they are closer to the solution than they were last season. <laughs> if I'm Rob, if I'm wrong, Rob Walton will dig some more change out of his couch cushion and we'll give it another shot. In the meantime, I'll be watching at our bar here in Chicago. Then at mm. least I'll be enjoying time with my friends, even if the football is bad. That's my whole take on going to see you games. Yep. Just surround yourself. Just with- get to see my friends and family. Yep. yep. No matter what happens, that's a dub. Eat yep. a Frank. Stuff yourself with a Frank. Mm, yep. I'd yep. love a Frank. Yeah, yep. <laughs> go for a Frank right now, man. I really could too. Go down wow. the street of Steve snapping dogs. Mm. Don't we have a dog downstairs? I still haven't we had do. our dog. We do. Is it a good I, dog? It. Is, What's uh, on that dog? I haven't had the dog. I've only had the brat. The brat oh. slaps. I'm more of a dog guy. Brat's good too, though. <sighs> Next. Man, killing me. I'm. That sounds. Also, delicious. I think <laughs> this is funny just because um, the comment section that we get in like the YouTube chat sometimes are just like very different crowds. Yes. Yeah. And I think there's a big <laughs> clash between the, the comments in each side or not. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of funny to me. Yeah. Uh, Nash Bronco. Hi, boys. Really enjoyed yesterday's show. Something I don't enjoy. Bronco's Twitter. Holy crap. People are <laughs> yeah. short-sighted. Uh, it would have been awesome if this team had figured it out all early on, but they don't. It's early. If you're ready to call it quits on either Hackett or Russ already, let me quote the Princess Bride to you. Get used to disappointment. Also, can we talk about how absolutely dreadful NFL officiating has become? Not even related to the Broncos, although they, um, there have been many missed holdings against our defense. But league-wide, it's a serious problem. It blows my mind that the corporation is prominent as the NFL continues to get away with awful officiating. There have to be consequences object- for objectively bad calls. The thing is... The only way the NFL would ever care about this is if people stopped watching and no one's ever going to stop watching. And I do think that they would prefer yes. the best possible officials. Absolutely. And I think that they are they willing to put in that, some effort. I mean, it's not, refs get a decent salary. 
It's not, not like as massive. much as they should for what is being count, uh, expected of They're them. They're not the, full time. Yep. Yep. It's 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 a hard job. That's my thought. Is it's a hard job. No matter who you put out there, there's going to be mistakes, and, and there's would, only so much you can do to say like, okay, your job is to watch these five guys, see if any of them holds. If you made yeah, them full time you know? salaried employees. And you could create your own like referee academy that you expect them to like work at in the off season mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Like there are steps you could take yep. to make the referees better. That costs money, and the yeah. NFL is just not interested in. Doing and that's it. the thing, though, is like that the returns diminish. You throw another five million dollars at it, it's gonna get whatever one percent better. You throw another five million after that, it's gonna be half a percent better than that. You know. Yep. So they, you, you do have to draw the line somewhere. I think everybody would just love the optics of you're investing more, yeah, but it is at, what it is. At, at, absolutely. Um, an, another thing is, people don't care that quarterbacks are being protected more uh, because. Mm-hmm. It just makes the sport that much more interesting to see the good quarterbacks uh, play. So that that's it, Ryan, is what you said. People don't really care when it comes down to it. Like, they want it to be better, but it's not like it's ruining the product. And the thing is, everyone wants the quarterbacks to be on the field, but they don't like seeing the things that – the rules that they had to make to mm-hmm. keep the quarterbacks on the field, or at least that they're yeah. trying to implement to keep them on the field more. And they it, just complain about it. And then watch on Sundays and Mondays. And exactly. Because you can't – I trade yesterday. Like, it made me want to turn the game off. I can't do it though. Like I can't actually turn the game gonna, off. What are you gonna turn on? Bachelor in Paradise? <laughs> Hell no. I won't watch football. But also when you see that happen, just like how? Like I love this thing. It's like it's like if you were watching Bachelor in Paradise and they said, Oh, actually this best couple, we're just breaking them up for no reason. <laughs> we're not even gonna cover up. It's like, nope, they're gone. <laughs> for any of it feels like something that it, would actually happen on Bachelor in Paradise, probably make for some good drama. But again, like they'd at least like cover it up a little bit yeah they at yeah. least be like hey we're bringing in your ex from season whatever now take your pick between these two it's like oh no you can't do that to them at least you're covering it up a little bit this is just blatantly terrible and uh, i hate it it reminds me of a tweet i saw earlier today maybe you guys saw too it was going pretty viral it was so it said like okay practice this line before you see oh yeah uh, your, your girlfriend or missus tonight mm-hmm. um Honey, I'll take a break from Tuesday night football so we can watch our favorite oh, show together. So good. <laughs> so good. So dumb. We are decently close to Tuesday night football being a reality. With the NFL? No, with... in November you get the oh. Mac on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So true. Tuesdays as well. Has it always been Tuesdays? Yep. Yeah. I remember Wednesdays. Seven days a week of football, baby. Wow. What's Fridays? The gold oh, they still college, yeah. yeah. They still pack twelve stuff. November. I don't know. If I were the Mac, I would do it the entire season. Seriously? Nobody watches otherwise. I think maybe it has something to do with baseball. I don't know. Oh, good. Yep. <laughs> the Mac, like Ugh. the Mac, in my opinion, would go head to head just fine with playoff baseball. <laughs> I have <laughs> negative interest yeah. in watching any baseball at this point. If the Rockies were in it, I'd be all in. If not, I don't care one percent. Exactly. It's last, one of those last things. Night I went to ESPN looked at mlb to see where we were in the playoffs because i had no idea yeah there was that tweet today (laughs) we won't give our predictions but the mlb tweeted out what are your lds predictions (laughs) and i think a lot of us read that as latter-day saints and not league (laughs) divisional series or whatever league divisional series must be it's a weird way of putting it (laughs) what are your your divisional series predictions (laughs) i know yeah all right melbourne bronco says my boys 
Conspiracy time. Russell's so-called injury has been deliberately overplayed to the media. The Chargers are sitting back now thinking he can't throw deep, so he can defend short passes and run better. Uh, then on Monday night, KJ gets deep and man-on-man wide open and scores all part of Russell's plan. Sometimes it helps to laugh in dark times. Man, uh, I like that conspiracy and fire Brandon Staley if they buy into that and are just letting guys <laughs> run deep. And Honestly, just fire Brandon Staley either way. Or don't. He's cool with me. <laughs> I mean, right now he's got a winning football team, but it could go south quickly. Yeah, I feel like that's even a, a worse misuse of resources than what what's happening with the Broncos. But I knew that was going to happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But 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 they're not misusing him right now. They're three and two. But they should be yeah. better. Just because of Herbert. And they should have lost to the to the Browns. Yeah, shoulda, woulda. That's how games shoulda. work. The Broncos yeah. shouldn't have lost to the Colts. 100%. 100%. Like, every game, ha- half of games go to the wrong team. Yeah. No, wait, that means football's 50-50. 25% of games go to the wrong team. <laughs> That's fair. I'll stand by that. Bronco Oilers, am I the only one that thinks it's wild Nathaniel Hackett is getting panned over uh, the whole I got the go to go for it situation? There seems to be uh, this implication that he delegated his decision-making duty and Jerry Rosberg was in charge of some critical end-of-game situation. Whereas it seems to me like Hackett was just doing the due diligence of asking the analytics guys, uh, is what I'm about to do stupid before he goes for it on fourth down to try and win the game. Is that not the whole point of hiring the dude? I get that Hackett hasn't uh, exactly gotten off to a smooth start, but I've never seen people so eager for a guy to fail, especially in the national discourse. Uh, I agree. That was kind of my point on, I think, Thursday night when we were talking about it was I felt like he was saying, hey, I want to go for it here. What do you guys think? They said, mm-hmm. yep, that's the move. Boom, he goes for it. Not, hey, what do you, what should we do here, Jerry? And in all honesty, we don't know. We don't. A- yep. And uh, now, would it be absolutely shocking to me if when likely George Payton brought Jerry Rosberg in to help him, if George Payton said, Nathaniel, at least for these next couple of games or this year, you're going to do what he says with decision-making, so you just don't have to worry about it. He'll tell you what to do. That wouldn't shock me, just because it seems like Jerry Rosberg was really brought in by George Payton for Nathaniel Hackett, but I also wouldn't be surprised, Ryan, if it's if it's a situation that you described. Yeah. I do think the situation you described is more likely. I think that's a... I, I think it's more of a, eh, we'll give it a few more weeks. Maybe we'll have to make a change. But it just you're handcuffing him so much if you're saying like he gets the call when you know it's it's third and eight and you're at the forty and you know in your own head, oh we're we've got two plays here. I want to go for two. If if we get five here, we're going for on fourth down. Like it's just hard to coach like that. And so I do think it's more likely it's on that it side. It reminds me of when I was in high school. I had this class where you got to take um, tests in pairs, and all my friends oh, would like wow. pair up together which I always thought was dumb. I would just go find this really smart girl and yeah. sit with her and be like, hey, do you want to pair up for this test? And she would roll her eyes and be like, sure. And instead of just doing the answers for me, every single question, she'd be like, what do you think this answer is? And I'd be like, C. She'd be like, no, A. What do you think this one is? Like, yeah. I feel like that's what uh, Jerry Rosberg does with Nathaniel Hackett. Like, what do you think you should do? Testing, I think I should go for it. Yes, good Paris job. You got it right. Terrible. Like, who would... That's a terrible idea. No, it was a great idea. I got her no, in that class. No, but you got to think from the other perspective. It's terrible. Although the girl, and she was well within her rights to do this, on the final and just said no. So yeah. then I was just on wow. my own. But because she had you know, kind of taught me some things along the way, I, wow. I got a passing grade on the final. So Maybe like that's it's... the moral of the story. That is the, I think that is the moral. 
So it. <laughs> so what did you learn from her? You you learned okay. I think it's C, but no, I'm not gonna go with what I think. I'm gonna go. With no, I just you know remember like i have a, I have a photographic memory so i was able to like piece together some wow. of the questions no, be like, oh, if you have a photographic memory why were you struggling with any of this he doesn't school would be what so easy yes i do no you don't okay <laughs> try to try to prove against this how many pairs of scissors are on the table out there three i even knew that and i don't say I have i've a made a big memory. deal about that two days in a row maybe that was a bad call no, I was just like, that's how I got through tests. Um, okay. I never learned anything. I just remembered the answers. Ryan, you just read that last <laughs> comment with your photographic memory. Can you uh, recite it to us, please? That's not how that works. <laughs> that actually is how that works. No, it's not. You, yeah, you remember all the words. Yeah. Memory, yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you, you would see it as an image, as a photo. That's, that's what I thought thought it was i don't know no that is not <laughs> what it is i like to imagine ryan's gone through his life telling Ooh, people there's a photographic memory okay oh, i'll take the test after take oh, the test. Okay. i love it and last one coming in from the count she says as faulkner once said you cannot swim for new horizons until you have courage to lose sight of the shore have we tr have we treated spelled wrong into the sublime can we or no, treaded? treaded. Oh. I was gonna say, oh there's no God. way the counts. The counts sorry, have we treaded in the sublime? Can we begin to dog paddle towards a new roaring light yet? Love the count. Wow, that Faulkner is a smart guy. Yeah, seriously. I have vivid photos in my mind. I'm excited to the take test the test. Is dialed up. More I, Faulkner. I truly believe I only ever remember things via like visual. So you're a visual learner. Which is the same as a photographic memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks trolling you right now. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, we'll find out. Uh, we'll report back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's our homework. That is yeah. our homework. All right. Uh, this was fun. Uh, shout out to you guys for listening. Shout out to that girl who helped me pass that history class. Uh, shout, out shout out to out. the Broncos sh for always outs. being interesting. Yep. Mm -hmm. And... We'll be back with you guys tomorrow. How long's it been since you had rolled out the truck and took a country drive? Now understand that you need some time. I know some landmarks we used to hit We're flying cotton
you, baby. 